All right, ladies and gentlemen, good morning. We're going to get started here. We're going live here for the first time with the Passive Cashflow Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Fragnito, co-owner of People's Capital Group. We focus on buying apartment buildings in New Jersey. Hopefully some of our listeners here uh, have uh, been following us on YouTube and getting our free content there. You know, we don't sell books or CDs. We don't do the boot camps. We just really focus on buying New Jersey apartment buildings, uh, working with passive investors, small investors, big investors. And, um, you know, we've been doing this about 10 years. So we're going to talk today about 15 minutes about the pulse of the market. Okay, the New Jersey market really as well. Um, here because a lot of our listeners are local, New Jersey, New York. And that's one of the things they like about us. We're actually buying buildings in New Jersey, in, in Newark or Jersey City or Patterson. We love what's going on in Patterson right now. We see a lot of activity there. And uh, so I'm going to talk today uh, briefly about um, just what we're experiencing as small business owners, uh, flipping houses, buying apartment buildings here uh, in New Jersey, rent collections, a lot of landlords, a lot of uh, real estate entrepreneurs are struggling right now. And um, there's a lot of things going on, obviously, with the pandemic, uh, economic woes, you know, riots in the streets. There's lots of things happening at this time that makes the economy unsettled. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but I'm going to get down to the meat and potatoes as well, as far as like how we're actually doing well with collections and getting bidding wars on our properties now. And um so let's break into it here, right? About uh, four months ago, three months ago here, it's now July, you know, this all started in March, right? And uh, we were chugging along nicely as an economy, as business owners, as real estate investors, and no one really saw this coming, of course. It's called a black swan event. And uh, it, it was certainly very, very scary. It still is a little scary, but we've kind of gotten more used to what's going on right now. And, you know, there are a lot of mixed messages, uh, but for the most part, it looks like, a lot of uh, businesses are getting back to work. A lot of things are starting to boom. Uh, the job numbers yesterday were phenomenal. All right. So just to go over, if you uh, try not to watch the news, as I try to get a limited amount of news these days, you really have to. Too much news drives you crazy. So uh, just uh, to go over the job performance numbers, incredible for, uh, for uh, June here, 2.9 million jobs added in June. Um, Wall Street Journal is forecasting a gain anywhere from 1.9 to 7.2. Now, I just want to stop right there for a second. So the economists, you know, the Wall Street Journal, they were forecasting a job gain of 1.9 to 7.2. That's an unusually wide range. And it just really, you know, underscores how uncertain we all are with this economy and difficulty in measuring what's coming next, right, with this pandemic. Obviously, there's states that are starting to get hotspots again where the uh, virus is growing. There's other states that are doing quite well with it. Uh, I think actually New Jersey here, we're doing decently uh, with uh, the uh, recovery here with the pandemic compared to some other states. And, you know, you can chalk that up, I suppose, to the, uh, I'm not personally a big fan of them, our uh, governor there. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think the lockdown did have a good effect. But as a small business owner, I also am very weary of the government telling us we cannot run our business day to day. It's kind of anti-constitutional, but that's a different podcast perhaps. So anyway, what I found really interesting about this jobs report was the uncertainty of it and the range of uh, forecasting, right? Wall Street Journal 1.9 to 7.2. I love the Wall Street Journal. They're usually very accurate and they try their best to give you good um, moderate information, which is hard to find these days in the newsroom. And um, and this range, though, you know, 1.9 to 7.2, they had no idea, right? The forecasters, the smartest guys in the room had no idea, right? The job report was going to be. And it was good. It was kind of above what they project, projected. So 
But what that tells us is it's the uncertainty that's holding us down. It's the uncertainty of where we're going tomorrow. That is why I, I think a lot of, um, you know, what we think we're struggling, but actually we're getting back on the horse here. We're doing quite well overall as an economy. Um, and that's also, let's talk about People's Capital Group, right? How's People's Capital Group doing here in uh, New Jersey? Well, we are focusing on, uh, you know, building our uh, brand here. We're focusing on uh, actually acquiring uh, good properties and good locations. Uh, we're really bullish on Patterson right now. We actually purchased an 11 unit in downtown Patterson just uh, two weeks ago. And this is a great building with uh, rents about 26% below market value. Uh, so really a lot of value add in the property. Uh, definitely looking forward to repositioning the building, um, getting the rents up to market value, finding out more ways to make income on this property. And we've already, in just the last two weeks, uh, five of the tenants were not paying rent when we bought the building. Now everyone's paying rent. So we were able to renegotiate leases, get all the tenants on board, and and also uh, work with any tenants that were having trouble there. So you know, some tips for, you know, collections during these times, we're around 90% collections on our buildings. Uh, some of our buildings that are 100%, some are around 85. But, uh, and, and by the way, we buy at a good price. So as long as we're at 70 to about 73% collections, we cover our costs, okay, on our buildings. So that's, that's really a testament to buying for the right price, keeping management costs low. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy, uh, Grant Cardone, right? He buys high-end uh, Florida real estate. Oops, I shouldn't have said his name out loud. I'm going to get a letter. Uh, basically, uh, he, he's in a spot, I think, and a lot of other these you know gurus out there um, where they buy these class A buildings because they look good. They're sexy. They're really attractive. They're fun to visit. They have pools and, you know, uh, big, tall, you know, fancy things on them and and that's great, but that's actually a lot more show than value. Um, you can make money with Class A real estate. I'm not saying you can't, but we really prefer mismanaged Class B and Class C apartment buildings. And the reason for that is because we can run them uh, at 70% collections and still be doing okay. We still cover our costs, right? Obviously, that's not the goal. We're around 90% collections through this time, but. Um, this is just a testament to buying, you know, make your money when you buy, don't overpay for uh, the building. And when you are managing it, manage it to a T. And that's why we developed our own management company, because we found that a lot of other management companies really weren't making the cut. Uh, even some big reputable companies would overpromise and underdeliver. So we developed our own management company about five years and it's made all the difference. Um, you know, tenants that cannot pay rent, what we do is we give them all the government resources to get assistance there and nonprofits. You'd be amazed how much assistance there is out there for uh, tenants to pay their rent, uh, especially right now. There's nonprofits, there's government assistance, there's state assistance, there's county assistance, there's all types of groups that are willing to help out your tenants. And it's in your best interest to really connect your tenants with those uh, groups and with those opportunities to make sure in these tough times they're able to uh, pay rent and work with you on collections. So uh, here we are with also uh, flipping houses. Let me talk about this for a second. A lot of our listeners are house flippers, and um, which is great. So what we focus on here is flipping properties uh, in the again mid and low priced real estate in New Jersey. We find that you you get your best ROI for properties um, that are you know, um, middle-priced and low-priced here. So we have a, a nice flip going in Netcong right now. It's just hit the market, a lot of activity on that. 
We also sell uh, properties, multifamily properties that don't really meet our criteria. Maybe they're too small or they just don't, um, you know, they don't uh, uh, work with the numbers or they're in an area we're not interested in purchasing in. And that basically um, is how we're able to move these properties well because we're putting them out at the right price. Uh, we have a bidding war on a seven unit right now. We have about four or five offers on it. And what we're finding is interesting. Buyers are bidding, but they're not necessarily eager to put down a deposit or um, <laughs> which, which is required. And they're not necessarily eager to uh, either close. So it, it's very interesting right now. It's like buyers are throwing mud on the wall. They're bidding and bidding and bidding. But then when it comes down to, hey, you got to sign, the, you know, put up the deposit, go out of attorney review, close the deal. Uh, we tend to run into challenges there. So buyers are still a little hesitant to, to make those moves we're finding. But um, we are getting a lot of activity. We're getting a lot of showings. We're getting multiple bids on properties. And this was not the case in March, April, and the first half of May. I would say around May 15th, uh, something happened. Maybe a good headline came out, right? We started to flatten that curve. I think that was really it. We flattened the curve around the middle of May. And uh, that indicated to everyone we can go back out and you know, run our economy again. So now we're, you know, the generally everyone starts to be that confidence is coming back. If you look at the confidence numbers in the market is there, there is a lot of confidence in the market right now. Um, so the other thing we're focusing on is banking relationships right now. They're so important. We have good relationships with our banks. We are able to um, really uh, keep our loan commitments locked in. We have a, a larger acquisition we're working on right now, and we needed to push it off for a bit because uh, of everything going on. All right. We didn't want to purchase it with, with everything happening right now. We wanted to purchase it towards the end of summer here. So to do that, we had to extend our loan commitment. And to do that, you have to have a really good relationship with your bank. So we make, make sure we have those relationships. And that allows us to keep buying properties and keep getting those mortgages uh, through these tough times, where if you're just starting a relationship with a bank right now, that might be tough. So, you know, again, that's, that's something that's really proved to be an amazing resource during these tough times. And it's small local banks. I'm not talking Wells Fargo, Chase. I'm talking small local banks, credit unions. We work a lot with financial resources, federal credit union. We work a lot with, um, um, what is it, Spring Bank there. We work uh, different uh, Provident banks, Valley National. So, you know, smaller local banks and credit unions are really the way to go if you're trying to get those relationships going and close on loans during tough times. Um, so overall, we are finding that, you know, the market is coming back. Uh, we are collecting rent stronger. We are uh, getting bidding wars on properties. We are uh, getting extensions on loan commitments, which indicates the banks are confident with the market. Okay. The banks obviously play a big role in the market. If the banks aren't lending, like when they hit the brakes in March and April, that's what caused this market to slow down a little bit. When the banks don't lend, like in 2008, um, it basically everything comes to a halt, right? Because at the end of the day, the real estate in, in most of the world is moved by banks' money. And uh, operators like us are putting together the equity to the down payment and the operating costs. But the majority of the funds actually comes from the bank. And the reason we get those funds is because of our relationship with the banks. So uh, right now, we are uh, really doing quite well at that. And I think the uncertainty in the economy, like I was saying when we started this uh, podcast, is the biggest issue. So, you know, again, the, mar the the forecast for the jobs was so wide, Wall Street Journal said 1.9 to 7.2, which just right there underlies that, hey, listen, it's the uncertainty 
right? It, it's that we don't know what's coming tomorrow. And listen, guys, we never knew what was coming tomorrow and you won't know what's coming tomorrow ever. That's part of living your life. That's part of running a business, right? And that's part of the thrill of the world and life. So, you know, and, and, and it's really interesting when the economy drops like this, you know, we always think, and me too, like, when's it going to come back? Is it going to come back? You know, and it's a crazy thought because yes, of course it's going to come back. <laughs> and I love the people that say, if the economy completely falls out and uh, the world ends by gold, I never understood that. You know, if, if there's complete anarchy, you really don't need gold. You want gun and a gasoline, in my opinion, but uh, <laughs> and real estate. But, um, you know, right now we're coming back to life. It's not the end of the world. It looks like we're doing OK. I know the restaurant industry is going to have a lot of challenges and that is not good for commercial real estate leasing. But listen, there's a reason we didn't get into storefronts and commercial real estate in that case, because that's been a soft area for years now. And, um, you know, the, the retail industry and the office industry is just really getting hit hard with all the changes. So, you know, I think you always have to be smart in what you're investing in. And sometimes when these uh, economic turmoils happen, it kind of gets rid of the people who weren't investing smart or maybe the people who weren't, weren't top of their game. So right now what we're doing is really doubling down on multifamily investments. Uh, we're focusing on on uh, just finding great discounted properties. We're continuing to acquire the properties we had under contract prior to the pandemic, uh, renegotiating price successfully, then moving into a closing. And that's basically what we're focusing on right, right now. Um, the flipping industry is a little slow. We're going to hit the brakes there on buying new flips, although we are looking, but we're very picky on the price. Um, but we do feel like residential real estate values may drop a little bit at some point. <clears throat> it's hard to say. Rent is strong right now. Uh, leasing is strong. When we have a vacant unit, we have a line out the door, social distancing, of course, to lease our unit, which is great. And that's really a testament to our marketing, our management, but also just buying in a highly densely populated area where people are kind of coming from the boroughs and coming from Manhattan to get out of the city and get into uh, more residential living, more suburban living. And we've seen that trend for years and we've recognized that trend for years. And that trend now is just skyrocketed because who wants to live in Manhattan with all this going on? You know, it's really, uh, and also the fact that people are commuting into work, um, it's about, you know, two days a week or so things are changing. So if you don't need to commute to work five days a week, living an hour from the city, it's not that bad. If you're commuting, you know, my father commuted an hour in an hour out, uh, his whole life for 30 years. And that's kind of how that generation did it. Um, my generation, I, I guess we don't like commuting into the city as much, you know, we, we complain more about it, that's for sure. Uh, but I think we're working from home more and that's allowing us to live further from the city. And that is why we focus on North Jersey, mid-level apartment buildings, decent buildings with decent amenities, not the fancy stuff on the, in the, in the city, but you know, nice middle of the road, well-managed properties that cash flow, uh, build equity and allow our investors to get tax write-offs as well. So if you want to learn more about how you can qualify to uh, team up with us on a next investment and start making some passive income yourself, then you'd want to go to peoplescapitalgroup.com where you can fill out an application form, uh, see if you qualify. We work with sophisticated and accredited investors. If you're not sure what that is, go to our website and fill out an application and we'll get back to you and we'll let you know if you qualify and we'll have a conversation then, um, uh, me and you as, as well, to uh, initiate the relationship. And then you can review our private offerings if you're qualified. So my name is Aaron Fragnito. This is the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. We tried something new today going live. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll also have this out on a number of podcast platforms. And uh, you can check out our other 30 plus podcasts. We have a, a lot of about 60 videos on YouTube. We're going to come out with more. And I do this every week 
with the Passive Cash Flow Podcast. We have an awesome guest next week, and that's going to be Friday at 9 a.m. Uh, we have uh, Kelsey, who's a mortgage broker. She's going to come on and talk about self-motivation. She's uh, crushing it with her team at, at a, uh, and uh, as a mortgage broker. She's got a great team. So we're going to talk about self-motivation, setting goals, and uh, running a small business uh, in this time as well. And that's next week, 9 a.m. We'll have a guest on. But that's it for now, my friends. Check out peoplescapitalgroup.com. Learn more about how you can qualify to invest with us. And uh, check out our YouTube as well. You have a good day.